Welcome to Talking Shop, the show that goes through all the things in the news that would affect you if you're selling on the internet. Today we're talking about... All non-essential shops are due to reopen from the 15th of June. Fake online reviews are under investigation by the Competitions Authority. And the Advertising Standards Authority has been inundated with complaints from influencer ads. Donald Trump signed an executive order targeting Twitter um, after fact-checking row. Welcome to Talking Shop. Um, my name's Anthony Chesworth. I'm the CEO and founder of EKM.com, which is an e-commerce platform that lets anyone set up their own online shop. And I'm joined by... Alison Chesworth, and I head up talent at EKM. And we're at home again, inside today, because it's not as nice, is it? Yeah, the turned. can't believe, like, Monday, Sunday, Monday, we're outside sunbathing. Wednesday, I know. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's, been, it's been amazing weather, but, I mean, the only saving grace is when the weather isn't as nice as this. it is good for online retail. Yeah. Because the last thing people want to be doing is, is messing on the phones or on the computers when it's as nice as this. All non-essential shops to open on the 15th of June. This is a story, this is off the BBC, but it's it's all over the internet and on the news and everything. This is that all non-essential retailers, basically. So these are all the people that have been closed up until from the start of the coronavirus till now are allowed to reopen. So this is your... I suppose your butchers, your bakers, your candlestick makers have already been allowed to open, haven't they? But yeah. it's, I suppose it's your candlestick makers, yeah, your, your everyday department shops, stores. Yeah, all your non-essential type, type shops, they so can all open. Shops, your card shops. Yeah, they're all going to open. And so I suppose the interesting thing is how is that going to affect, obviously, online retail? Like the, the obvious one is that sales are going to drop Stop. online a little bit, or, or are they? Or are they? I don't know. It depends what the experience is like, doesn't it? I mean, it I'm, nice. I'm still not going out. Like, today we've been out to went take... To Halfords. Went to Halfords. to take uh, our daughter's bike to get fixed, and it looks like everyone's just gone back to normal. The car parks are full, the traffic's bad. It, but where are they not, going? I know, that's, that's what I can't There's a queue at McDonald's, there wasn't there? There's a queue at McDonald's. McDonald's is back open. But... I, I'm still, this is me, I'm still going to prefer to shop online. Well, I think a lot of the research is saying that because people go shopping, and, and we do, you know, you go to Trafford Centre or a shopping centre, or whatever, you go shopping, it's, it's a pleasurable experience, it's something to yeah. do, it's an activity. Whereas if you've got to go and wear masks, you're petrified of each other, because that's what this is made, is we're all scared of each other, scared of going within two metres of each other, you've got to wear masks and gloves, you're risking catching something, you're not going to choose to go as an activity, are you? No. So you're only going to go in for essential yeah. stuff, and then if it's only essential stuff, why would you Why would you go in? Why would you drive now all the way to a shopping centre, like a traffic centre, center. when you could just buy online? Because you'd normally do it because of the activity. It's something to, to do. do. Yeah. But everyone's got used to doing other things. Or Than have that. they? Well, have they? We have. We've got used to going for a walk every day, so yeah, we've, yeah. we've been all right. But maybe now, at this point, other people are craving actually going out. But again, retailers are going to have to stop you touching. Like I know. The, the point of going to a shop and like clothes shopping is you can touch, you can feel, you can yeah, see. Yeah, and that's the advantage and it's got over online. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. There's no yeah. doubt about that. That it's it's a tactile experience, isn't it? 
if it becomes a clinical experience that you go into a shop, you can't touch anything, or you've got to have your gloves on, it, it's a whole different experience. Yeah, it's not going to be pleasant. It's not the experience we all know and love about shopping. And, you know, the UK is known for its shopkeeper, you know, being shop. Yeah, nation, the nation of shopkeepers, shopkeepers, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But, but it's... But then you say that you know people aren't going to rush back to go to it. But then you get conflicting reports. There's like a lot of research saying how you know 50 percent of people will not go back to how they were. But then at the same time, you see these massive queues at McDonald's. People are desperate to get there. The queues at Starbucks. There's p- people are kind of forgetting. It. I mean, you only have to look at like all those protests in London that were yesterday because all these people have been socially distancing, and then there's these protests in London where there's hundreds of thousands, millions of people all sort of ignoring the social distancing rules. Like like they kind of forgot about that because something else has cropped up. And so are we overthinking it that people are are going to be scared of going or actually are people just going to go, yeah, you know what, I'm jumping straight on a plane, I'm going to Ibiza, partying, I'm going to Trafford Centre, I'm doing everything I was doing before. For me, I personally just like to sit back and watch. You would, but but, but is the general public going to do that? Probably not. It's that because that's the thing. Because obviously, if the general public all start going to the shops, online is going to take a bit of a dip again. Because obviously, it's, it's, it's ridiculous highs, isn't it, at the moment? Like ridiculous highs. I mean, yeah, but it, it's more it's more economical. It's more it's better for the environment. Oh yeah, way better. You know, like you've got so many positives of doing online over going to a physical shop. Yeah. Time like for us as parents, like if you go to a shop, it's impossible well, it's to keep a child kids. under control. Within two meter distance, you're never going oh, to never gonna do it. it. No, and and that's the and issue, that's isn't the, it? You're going to yeah. do double standards of. I know we mean you spoke about this that your people with kids and families are going to be sort of like second class citizens to people without because they aren't going to be able to do the same things. No, because you're not going to be. It's going to be like back when we were kids. You sort of frowned upon if you took kids into a restaurant. Yeah, like our mums and dad mums. Yeah, would have never took kids out to a restaurant. Whereas now it's quite common to take your kids out to a restaurant, and you see everyone's used to seeing kids. But with this now, if everyone's going to be petrified of each other, you're going to be happy with kids running around a restaurant, running around a department store. Yeah, it's going to. It's it's really interesting. I mean, what 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 do you think? Is it what do you think? Is it is it going to literally be like a V shaped recovery, everything back to normal, or? Or is, is, what, what is it going to be? What's it going to look like? What, do you, what, what are you going to do? Are you going to rush to a shop? Or are you going to stick with the habits that you've got used to over the past 10 weeks? Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Let us know below. So the next topic we've got to talk about is fake online reviews under investigation by the Competition Authority. And this was on the BBC News. Um, so the UK Competition and Markets Authority has launched an investigation into fake and misleading reviews on several major websites. I'm sure you can all spot when there's fake reviews, when it's just five stars and very little information and not necessarily spoken as you'd like to. Uh, but the authorities warned it will investigate and take action against anyone that's disobeying uh, the law. And that could include people going to court over um, fake reviews or paid reviews, that sort of thing. So what do you think? Well, the, 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 I mean, the fake review, I think it's just a standard thing. I think everyone accepts that reviews are fake, aren't they, these days? I don't think so. You don't think they do? No. You don't think people are aware of it? I don't think people are aware well, maybe of not. it. 
Yeah, yeah, maybe not. We we know how important reviews are for online businesses, and they are huge. You need to make sure that your customers leave your reviews yeah, on your products, reviews. and it's important for you. You want to be selling the best product, and actually getting people to love them. If someone gives you a bad review, it's the opportunity to fix something that's wrong. Well, bad reviews actually. This is the thing. I think people are petrified of bad reviews, but bad reviews they give you the option to. How you handle that shows how you deal with customers. Because everyone knows you're never going to have 100%. You're never going to make 100% of your customers happy all the time. No. You're always going to get... If you've got a, a decent volume of customers, you will always end up with someone you can't please. Yeah. Now, that might be a failing on your part because everyone's human. Mm-hmm. You make mistakes. Every business makes mistakes. You know, our business makes mistakes. Every business makes mistakes. So having some negative views shows that you're human. And it also, the reality is we all know this as well, there's a lot of... I don't know, um, very sensitive people or nut yeah. jobs, whatever you want to call them out there, that, that, that are always going to write bad reviews or, and even threaten bad reviews. I mean, you see it on, yeah. on like TripAdvisor where people actually use it as like a threat. a threat. Like, I will write a bad review of you if you do not do this. And they sort of, they are they're a bit crazy with it. And, it's, and that's horrible. And it's horrible when you experience that as a customer, as an online retailer. You've got someone sort of like blackmailing you with these bad reviews. But I think as a consumer, you, you accept that Again, not everyone's going to be happy. Some are going to be legit complaints. Some are going to just be some person who's... Got a grudge. Got a grudge, yeah. yeah. But, I, but, but, but I think fake reviews, I don't think... I see we're aware there's a lot of fake reviews out there. And, and it depends on what, what's your definition of a fake review because I was reading a thing the other day on, I think, LinkedIn or something where they were saying about should you incentivize people to leave your reviews? Like if you, if you buy something... Like a, tri- like a tripod, for example, like those cameras on, they will encourage you to leave a review, and if you do, you get a free little gift. Yeah. Now, is that a fake review? Is it a good review? It depends if the review is influenced by the free gift. Well, you're writing a review to get the free gift, but it's not saying you have to give them a five-star review. No, it's just saying you have to give them a review. But is that a legit review or a not legit review? I think that's a legit review. A legit, a legit review is if it is honest. Hmm. But the problem is, the problem with review sets, and I think this is why everyone's scared of them, is as human beings, we're all more likely to complain about something than we are to praise something. So if we've had a if you've had a bad experience, you tell you tell was it ten people or something, whatever the yeah. stat is. You know, I'm sure someone watching this knows better than us what the stat is. If you do, let us know below. But if if you have a bad review, you'll tell say ten people. If you have a good experience, yeah, you'll tell one. You'll tell one or two. And that's the problem with reviews. They tend to be slanted towards negative because that's when, ah, I'm angry, I'm going to write a negative review. Whereas if you've been in a, a really nice hotel and had an amazing experience, I, I, no, I'm not going to write a review. Yeah. And so that's the problem. And I suppose that's why, because good reviews make or break a, a product or a service, that's why people maybe feel like they've got to do it. I'd like to think that people are wise enough to spot a few fake reviews or they're wise enough to look at how many reviews there are on a certain product. Because if, re- if you've got a product that said it's got an average of, say, 4.5 stars, but it's got 10,000 reviews yeah. versus a product that's got a full five stars, but it only has three reviews, the 4.5 one's a better product because it's got more volume of reviews. Yeah. And I think sometimes people get suckered by that and you have these little companies... And I get when you launch a brand new company, you know, you're desperately trying to get some traction. They will write loads of fake reviews. We see that in our industry. We see it amongst our online shops that a competitor will spring up and they'll write loads of fake reviews. 
Yeah. And it's systematic. We, we see it. And, and you also see systematic attacks on other people's businesses where they're blatantly fake and they're attacking a competitor's business to try to bring their average reviews yeah. down. Which isn't fair. No, and so it's definitely and a problem. Bad, yeah. yeah, so it's definitely a problem. And I suppose this is why this needs to be held up so that people are... There's a fear about writing defamatory comments and writing fake reviews. Yeah. Um, let us know what you think. You know, are fake reviews damaging your business? How would you handle it? Influer posts dominate online complaints that UK ad watchdog. Basically, what, what it's saying here on the drum is fresh data from the UK's advertising regulator suggests that the public is now applying greater scrutiny to ads they see from influencers online as brands continue to up the spend on, on the influencers. Marketing. Yeah, so it's saying that the Advertising Standards Agency, as we say, received one in four complaints with regards to influencer ad marketing. So just something to bear in mind that it is if you are using influencer marketing strategies you do need to make sure that if you're paying someone to post that it is marked as an ad um i think that's fair really and the best way for anyone to generate influencer marketing when you're using instagram facebook whatever medium it is is to actually post what your customers have post where it's real so if somebody has visited your shop whether they've bought a product and they promote it and put it and tag you in the story that's real life genuine influencer marketing yeah that's real rather people. than paid for ads ads version well they're a big thing weren't they about moving away from these big yeah. influencers down well, to smaller ones because they've got more focused and they're more real yeah well there's been quite a lot of discussion over coronavirus that a lot of influencers have struggled because they can't do what they were able to do before coronavirus, which was basically visit places where they've been paid to go to, yeah. to show off a lifestyle that actually isn't true at all. So just really remember that it's important that you know your audience, you know what they want, and try not to get sucked into the fakeness. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, even it's so, so obvious. I mean, I'm sure you've all noticed. But, is it, but it's like that story we are just talking about with fake reviews, is it? Maybe, like, like, maybe like, like, it is, maybe it is too like, like, much. Because a lot of people are suckered by it. Yeah. I mean, we talk to people who, who are suckered in by the influencers. Like they'll, they'll look at people on Instagram, and, I, and I'm sure everyone's guilty of this, but they'll look at people on Instagram and go, oh my God, they're a massive success in whatever the industry is that they're reckoning to be a, you know, a success of. Like, they're a massive fashion success. They must be worth billions. They must have fashion labels around the world they must fly everywhere on private jets and stay in expensive and then actually when you actually dig about it or you read a story about them they've, they're living in like a one bedroom flat they've got no money but it's just it's all fake it's all a lie that people buy into but then the magazine industry's done that for years and years it and has. years and the media so you know you can yeah but but, uh, but it's a different but it's different isn't it especially when it's influencing younger it's going to be genuine yeah. hasn't it and, yeah. a lot, and a lot of people i suppose the thing with influencer marketing because we get asked a lot a lot at ekm about you know should you be using influencer marketing and, and yeah depending on your industry and what you're selling yes but are they legit and how much reach do these people actually have because what we what we've started to see is your smaller influencers that's maybe i've say four thousand five thousand subscribers but are really dedicated subscribers they'll post something and they'll get like Four or five hundred comments, whatever. They have like, like over ten percent, twenty percent engagement from their audience. Yeah. Tons of likes, so their audience is really engaged. Whereas these people that supposedly have hundreds of thousands of followers, 
they'll post something, they'll get about like 20 or 30 likes. So as a percentage... I think it's not the likes as well you should look at, it's the engage. It's the engagement. engagement. It's not even the followers you should look no. at. Because this is everyone's like, oh, this person's got a million followers. followers. And they get, they get, as a percentage, next to no engagement. And, and actually, your Facebook and your Instagram yeah. are coming after these people to a certain degree because they... Facebook and Instagram want to make money from you advertising on their platform. They want that money and they want to enable you as a brand to get to your customers. They don't want you having to go to someone who's got an Instagram account, pay them for them to share on Instagram because they don't make any money from that. So they're trying to cut these people out as well and allow you to go direct. because They're almost a middleman. Yeah, yeah, it's the same as what we were saying with the fake reviews. Again, um, the, with the influencers and our agents, the regulators teamed up with Competition and Markets Authority to issue a bridge version of a guide. So there is actually a guide that tells you how to do it so you don't end up in court with um, breaching. Well, yeah, because it, it's an advert and it's not, yeah, yeah it comes across like it's not an advert. Right. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you use do you use influencers? How's yeah. it gone? You know what I mean? Let us know the success stories, the failures. Like, comment, share, and subscribe below. Trump signs executive order targeting Twitter after fact-checking round. So it's, this is the US President Donald Trump has signed an executive order aimed at removing some of the legal protections given to social media platforms. Now, this was on the BBC, um, and it's basically going through, isn't it, the way that some of these tweets have been put in that they're to be fact-checked. Yeah, it's editing internet. It is it, social media platforms are given the same protection, and, and, and rightly so. Really, I know there's a big argument, but I, I think rightly so. They're given the same protections like a, a phone line is. That if you say something nasty or illegal down the phone, it's you, the person saying it, that gets in trouble, not the phone line company for facilitating that call. That. Right. Yeah. And that's what the internet's based on, really, isn't it? That like, if if someone says something nasty on Twitter or Facebook or something you shouldn't have said yeah. it's that person that's at fault not the platform yeah because as soon as you start getting into policing the platforms it becomes very very difficult because the platform's responsible for everything yeah so like you sell if you sell something illegal on the internet the internet is, is liable for it or your ISP will be liable for it it's, it's a where it's, yeah. it's impossible to regulate it isn't it yeah and I think this all stems from that Donald Trump has been posting stuff and then Twitter have been saying, actually, what he's posting, we don't think it's true, is the facts, which means that they are trying to delve into becoming like content moderators or Pub something. It's publisher they've put on the article, haven't they? That they're, but then if you become a publisher, then you'll the be liable. Change. Yeah, and that's what I think he's threatening. And this is happening, and this is happening throughout the world at the moment. These are these really grey areas, but. I am surprised that Twitter did that because of that. It brings them into being a publisher, okay. which then means they will be liable for everything on their platform, which is what he's threatening to do. Mark Zuckerberg, on the other hand, for Facebook, I think he stayed away from it. And then he got a load of grief off all his employees and those people saying, you should have got involved because you shouldn't allow Donald Trump to say this, that and the other. But it's, it's a very grey area because once they, once they accept the right of being an editor of a publisher, they will be liable for everything on their platform. Yeah, and that'd be impossible. Man. Impossible. How could you regulate that? And then it becomes under like censorship, and it's, you end up like China. Yeah, yeah. Where you can't, you can't, can't say, say this, anything. you can't say that. You know what I mean? In, in China, you like to say certain things, and you forget 
how lucky we are in like the western parts of the world where we have got freedom of speech you can say anything do you know what I mean? We could say anything now and, and you're allowed to say it because it's an opinion and everyone's entitled to an opinion. Um, and my thing's always... You know, I mean, it's a good thing and a bad thing that because, you know, opinions are like arseholes. Everyone's got one and some stink. And, but, but that's what it is. Yeah. You're allowed to have an opinion. opinion. You're allowed to say something. But I suppose it's when it, it's when it verges on... But the thing is, even this, I mean, the argument the same with Donald Trump some of the stuff is it's like inciting hatred or it's inciting riots and things like that then the law enforcement should get involved it shouldn't be twitter's responsibility or facebook's responsibility it's, it's a really bad one they've all they've, they've, they've sort of all brought themselves into this yeah it's weird it just never seems to work well when there's someone regulating what you can and can't do especially on the internet it, it's i suppose it's like we talked about it I think on the last episode of Talking Shop in terms of like price controls, yeah. that these sort of controls, they don't work because what, what gives someone else the right to say what you can and can't do when they were platform? Because yeah. they effectively control the internet in that way. It's like, it's like what Google always used to do. You know, like Google, if Google decides that you need to have this, that and the other on your website to get it ranked, everyone has to do it. And they yeah. kind of control the internet. And, and people don't like that. And, and that's what this is all around, isn't it? I mean, I get that some... It's, it's, really, it's really complex, I get. You can't have people posting stuff up that's, that's like, racist or it's inciting riots. Or it's inciting, I get that. But it's, is that the job of the, the platforms to regulate or is it the job of a legal entity to regulate? If Twitter can do that to Donald Trump, what's to say they couldn't do it to business, other retail businesses? Yeah. Well, this is, well, this is how these things fought, these things... But it's like you think, oh, yeah, it's, you know, he shouldn't be allowed to say what he said. And they did the right thing. But then the knock-on effect of that is then them saying, actually, your post about what you were set, your hand oh, sanitizers <laughs> yeah. isn't right. You yeah. can't do that. And it's like you're in the Handmaid's Tale thing. Yeah, before yeah. Before you even yeah. know it. Yeah, yeah, it would, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they, de- they decide. They decide. Which I suppose they have done a little bit recently. So they've decided you're not allowed to sell face masks. So it doesn't matter if you're making the most beautiful face, face mask. mask, you know, your Versace face masks or whatever, Prada, whatever it is. We know you're not allowed to do that because we've decided. Who's decided? We have. And it's that, isn't it? Yeah. And, and you forget, yeah, these things filter down. Yeah. Filter down. There's, there's one, we've not got it to talk about today, but there's one, I think we mentioned it on that previous episode, like that digital services tax, you know, like how France and the UK yeah. now are bringing in this digital services tax where they're going to charge a percentage of turnover to the big companies like Facebook and Google's and stuff. It's companies that are turning over however many hundreds of millions, so it only affects them. Great, someone else can pay. Always someone else's problem. They, they, they can pay it, yeah, as long as I don't pay it, it's fine. But again, exactly like this, what we were just talking about, that digital services tax, once that's in, you know that that, that threshold's going to come down and down and down and down and down and down until actually most businesses that sell on the internet get, get swallowed up and have to pay it. But at the moment, it's someone else's problem. It's like this, isn't it? People will be like, yeah, ban Donald Trump from posting. Ban this person from posting. Because it's not them. But as soon as it filters down and actually starts affecting them, that actually, well, I'm not allowed to say my opinion. This isn't fair. And it's like, yeah, "Yeah, but you said it was fair. It's fair when when he said it, but it's not a fair word for you, is it? Same as tax. It's same as all this stuff. It's, It's fine when it's somebody else. When it's somebody else, that's fine. But if it affects me, no. And that's what you got. I suppose it's, it's, 
They're complicated things we talk about on this show, really, aren't they? They are. We should talk, we should talk about more simple things. Issues. Yeah, we should talk about more yeah. simple things, really. Or maybe it's just us. Maybe we think about things too much. Like, we don't think, like, oh, yeah, we should do that. You know, we think about, like, the 10 steps ahead. Yeah. But maybe know, that's we, our mentality. Yeah, but we, we've, we've make our lives a lot more simpler. If all we were talking about was... Instagram launched a new button or a new tag today. <laughs> Let's talk about it. It'd be a lot simpler. These are like very, very, very big issues, aren't they? They are. I mean, I mean, when you're watching this or listening, listening to it on the podcast, yeah. do you like us talking about these big issues? Would you rather we just talked about Instagram's launched a new button or a new hashtag? You know, what, 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 do, you what, what do you want to hear from us? What do you want to see us, hear us talking about? Okay, so thanks for watching or listening if you listen to the podcast, which is available on all good podcasting platforms Yay. again let us know what you think you know like comment share, and subscribe. we really do appreciate that it, it, it makes it worthwhile what we're doing doesn't it if people it like comment share, and subscribe and if we've missed anything anything that you've seen let us know tell us what, what yeah. else you or anything you'd like about. us to talk yeah. about next time we do it every two weeks this so anything we've missed let us know but thanks for watching thank you is this little wave I know, this is my wave. Why is why do why people, people wave? wave? It's the end of a Zoom, Zoom call. call. Everyone waves, don't wave, they? Yeah. And I don't know why <laughs> she don't do it anywhere. Any other time when someone leaves a meeting, <laughs> when someone leaves your house, you don't, you don't go, go bye. Or maybe you do. What on the Zoom could do? But anyway, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>